Nigel, welcome back to the program. Yes, greetings, gentlemen. Oh, so those games will be, what, four or five in the morning tomorrow for you? Mm. Yeah, something like that, something like that will be, uh, yeah, look, that's a heck of excitement. I mean, I couldn't decide, I think, definitely a World Cup. I mean, the chance to take a positive step towards the Football World Cup, there's, there's my vote for the polariser, but, gee, that that game in, in Hamilton, that, that could be an absolute belter as well. Well, they're already in a World Cup at that one, you know, so, so we've got that too. We've got revenge on Tomalolo, but uh, look, that's probably not making news in France right now. Uh, in the build-up to the Argentina game, obviously there were plenty of stakes in, uh, involved in your life and that. What's been going on in France before we get to these lineups? Uh, now, what have we uh, been big on the omelettes? There's a lovely wee oh, there, cafe just across from the hotel where we're staying that does a, a very, very nice omelette. They use a lot of butter, and I, I suspect there's quite a bit of cream going in there as well. But the, the omelettes are very good mm. at the moment. Do you know why they don't use two eggs in their omelettes in France? Because one egg is on no. earth. <laughs> bit of a joke there, a bit of French language. <laughs> there we go. Now, if we have a look at the All Blacks team, I guess it was an interesting case to have a look and go, well, who's not there? So, via Fafita, in a way, ends up in the number six. Kind of by default, there's the only one running around who can do it. But Adi Savia, no room for him on the bench at all. Uh, what's going on there, Nigel? Yeah, well, Steve Hansen, first of all, says that Matt, Matt Todd is playing better. What I found quite interesting, and... I have to say a little bit contradictory was they've been talking a little bit about Artie Savia sort of having some, some big minutes and wanting to get him some rest. Yet Steve Hansen was saying that they, they want Artie Savia to play longer minutes. So they want him to be able to do the, the big haul. So, you know, playing against the Barbarians, he'll start in uh, Lyon in this uh, game against France, as they are calling it, or French 15 or whatever name that they, they're giving to it. Uh, so he'll start that, and he should probably play the vast majority of that there, and then probably feature in another one of the test matches in the remaining of the Scotland or Wales. So, you know, they're really saying there that, that Matt Todd is playing better. They're talking a little bit just about um, uh, the strength being a bit stronger in the tackle, that they like that he is making tackles, but Steve Hansen described him as a little bit of a scragger. So just working on some of those sort of things, but they want to give him a lot more minutes, hence you'll see him run out on Tuesday in Lyon. Uh, Scott Barrett is on the bench because Luke Romano starts. How close do you think that race was to partner Sam Whitelock? I don't think it was very close at all after the performance that Luke Romano put in against the Barbarians. And, and when you think back to the game, the, the last game we got to see him play was against Argentina before he went home and, and he and his wife uh, experienced the, uh, the, the birth of a child. Um, so we haven't seen him since then. He was really good against Argentina. He was really good against the bar bars. He was good with the physical stuff. He was good. He called, um, uh, ran the lineouts as well in that particular game, and the lineouts went pretty well from an all-black point of view. Steve Hansen saying Scott Barrett just missing a couple of tackles uh, at the moment. So Scott Barrett goes back to the bench. Luke Romano gets a really big opportunity to, to try and cement himself uh, alongside Sam White, like you would think for probably the other two tests on this tour as well in Scotland as in Wales, but he's he's playing good football at the moment, playing really good rugby, real physical, robust rugby, and that's what the, the All Blacks, I think, are missing. We we know they're missing that massive physical presence that is Brodie Retallick, and I just think they need that little bit of an edge, and Steve Hansen sort of saying as much as well. Mm. Uh, Nigel Yeldon is with us. He's in France. You're over here. Uh, now, as we get into it on a look through this team, uh, this is pretty much the first 15, uh, w wouldn't you say? Yeah, it is. It, it's, yeah. it's full noise. You look at it, they've only made three changes from the Australian game, and I think that was the strongest lineup that they could pick at the time. You bring back Bowden Barrett, obviously, at first 5'8". 
You make that switch with Romano, who on form I think deserves to be there, ahead of Barrett and Tui Pelotu. Um, and then you uh, you look at the other change, which is via Fafita. Well, no Jerome Kano, Liam Squire. They're all about getting him back to 100% by Saturday. Now, he trained today, um, but he has been laid low. So, you know, via Fafita gets the opportunity there. So, of the players available and under the, the criteria that this all-black team generally look to try and select on, yeah, I think this is pretty much full noise. Okay. Nigel Yeldon yeah. uh, with us in Paris, of course, courtesy of Air New Zealand. And you talk about being being laid low, Nigel. What about Rico Ioane? Mm. The assistant coach Ian Foster said a few days ago they would not pick him if he was not 100%. Was he close to missing out? No, I don't think he was. I think that you know the, the energy levels that, that Ian, Ian Foster alluded to, you know, he had a full day off yesterday to, to be able to help with the recuperation. Looked pretty good at training this afternoon as well. Steve Hanson, when he spoke to us, which was around about midday local time, midnight, he, he said, you know, the energy levels were where they needed it to be. Full confidence that he's going to be absolutely 100% ready to fire come Sunday morning New Zealand time, Saturday night here in Paris. Uh, now, uh, what do you know, just uh, before I get into this hybrid game, because I want to know what you think about that. Uh, what do you know about the French team? I know bugger all. I know pick and molds. I know, I, know, I know Gerardo. What do you know about this French team? Yeah, look, it's a very interesting team. You look back 12 months to when these two teams met at the same venue as the final game of, of 2016. Only six members of that 23-man French squad will take part on Sunday morning New Zealand time. So, you know, they really have... Lo- it highlights, you know, injuries, that they, uh, the players that they've lost to, to injury and just, you know, 16 of their frontline players. So... There's not a lot, so it's a case of trying to learn as much as you can about some of these new players that are coming in, in particular the 9 and the 10 combination, which is Antoine Dupont and uh, Anthony Bello. Now, Bello hasn't played at all, so he's going to be a 21-year on on debut. He's surrounded by some good players at his club. He plays for Toulon, which obviously would mean that he's, he's being surrounded and rubbing shoulders with some real quality there, given the way that Michel Beaujolais sort of assembles the Galacticos for, for his particular French rugby team. Um, when you look at Dupont, he's only had the three games. All three of them were part of that series in South Africa. So all three of his appearances have come via the bench. You then throw in a, a, a one of the, the other four debutants, a guy by the name of Jeffrey uh, Dumaru, who plays for La Rochelle. He's 28 years of age, but he's on yeah. debut. He's at number 12. So your 9, 10, 12 axis, you know, those guys, there three reserve appearances but between them. They're going to have to rely a heck of a lot on the man that you mentioned, Louis Picomol. Uh, Kevin Gordon was absolutely massive last year as well, and they're going to rely a lot on that Ford pack led by Guillaume Gorado, guys like Rabaslamani, the, the tight head prop who's, who's very well rated uh, around the world. Those guys are going to have to really step up. And even a young fella like Sebastian Vaamaina, uh, you know, big, massive unit in the second row, he's going to have to play probably beyond his years as well to try and lay a platform but for a back line, which is very, very raw. Mm. Hey, uh, I touched on it there just before. So we've kind of the news cycle works in an interesting way nowadays. So last night before we went to bed, both Kent and I, our partner, said, "Oh, have a look at this. There's a hybrid game between the the Kiwis and the Kangaroos, perhaps after the next uh, World Cup." By this morning, I think it had pretty much been uh, quashed there a little bit. But what did you hear about? What did you know about it? And what's the feeling about it from what you've seen? Uh, well, my first reaction was, "What a load of bollocks." Um, my second reaction was when we got comments, Steve Hansen just laughed at it and pointed out that he laughs at a lot of, I think the quote was, I laugh at a lot of stuff that you blokes write in the media. Um, so this was no other. Um, I know Steve Chew has dismissed, uh, dismissed it very, very quickly as well. 
it was an unattributed article which straight away tells me sort of not to give it too much credence I've guys I've read these things for for a wee while and it never happens and that one there just it seemed far too out of its world and to be quite honest I think I've probably spent 60 more seconds giving it um, the time that it doesn't deserve it just strikes me as absolute crap <laughs> well, it was attributed because the guy from Hybrid Sport was the one that was quoted. He said, this will happen, I know it, and you know it. Mm. Yeah, but where was the writer's name? I don't know. The by- there was no byline, was it? During it, it was a press release that someone's just gone yeah, reprinted. That's, 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 it, was, it was unattributed. Someone clearly didn't want to put their name to it. Um, I mean, when you write an article or, or you do a report, you, you generally put your name to it. So, you know, that for me straight away. And... Yeah, this guy's—he's done great. He's—he's he's got himself a lot of, a lot of time, and a lot, a lot of people will be talking about it. He—he's done really well for him. Good on him. Answer this question, gentlemen: Why would the All Blacks, after a Rugby World Cup, which they may or may not be involved in right to the end, why would they want to play a game in Japan two to four weeks after that particular tournament? They'll want to get home. They'll want to relax because they would have been through the, an absolute ringer. It makes no sense. It just makes no sense. What a lot of bollocks. That's exactly, that was exactly my Pride response last night.